Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpig. Hit the music. We're back again, sitting in the magical Blue Tiger Revenge podcast den. I am comic book creator, your wondrous, frothy, some say creamy, milkman, delivering the fresh, fresh comic goods. And with me is the black heart of Christmas himself. Mr. Humbug, Mr. Here's a Lump of Coal, Mr. Scrooge, Mr. His heart did not grow three sizes too big. You love him, I love him. Some say he's the the soul, the heart. Big Brian Bales. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Yeah, this is uh, Blue Tiger Revenge, and we are your comic book. Oh, what's what's how's it go? Uh, the uh, intellectual dark web of uh, comic book podcasts. I love that. Yeah. So that's what we are. Ridiculous. Wow, I don't even remember where we got that, but I love it. I remember, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the intellectual dark web. I think I want to just. I, I want to do a whole. I think. Uh, Later around Christmas, we need to do a Christmas special, and I want it to be like, da 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> we like, can do that. <laughs> that'd be fun, we'll right? It, we'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Happy holidays. I don't know. There it is. I can't sing for shit, but I, I love that. That wasn't. Bad. I love. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I love the whole like you know like the '60s style like holiday specials they would do. Have you ever watch all those? Yeah, like the real jazzy, bluesy. Yeah, yeah. they'd have like Frank Sinatra or something. Like, forget about oh, it, man. Yeah. I love Frank. Yeah, and then Bing would rot, walk in and yeah. do a little Christmas, and then they'd have little gags and stuff like Rat Pack stuff. I always thought those were. I I guess they probably try and do those, but I feel like no one would watch them. I bet the ratings are so piss poor that nobody gives a shit about them these yeah, days. I certainly don't. I could tell you that much. No, they just did uh, – we're big fans of nostalgia, but did you see they just did something on like NBC where it was like classic TV and they had like Kevin Hart and all these big-name actors? Yeah. And, and they did – I saw the preview for it, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched it, but they're like basically doing remakes of all these classic TV shows from like the 70s up through I think like even like the real early 90s or something like that. You know, with like the so, laugh track. So who played Michael Knight? For Knight Rider, I don't think Mike. Well, then that's some bullshit. Then they didn't. They didn't do classic TV. Who was MacGyver? No, Who was I, MacGyver? It, Tad. I don't know. Okay. It was all just the you know the like the ones that are on like set like uh you know like Family Matters that kind of thing where it's you know like filmed yeah. in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, that sort of thing. Who would you cast as Urkel in today's? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's weird. You think about those like 
most of your beloved actors, like big name, like yeah. you know, Hollywood actors of our generation, came out of those. They were like kid actors, you know, like Michael J. Fox and uh, John Travolta. You know, they all came from these like big P- TV shows back in the day. The hell, Robin Williams. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. Where now that just doesn't happen. Now they just like, well, they're a model slash musician and. Um, and they have a TikTok. <laughs> can we can we get into that? I, we've got a great guest, one of our favorite guests. Yes, coming I know. Back. I'm very excited. But so they had the premiere, I think, last night for the new Spider-Man movie, yeah, No Way Home. Which early reviews are saying, and I've heard people say it's the best Spider-Man movie of all of them ever. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm going to wait. I mean, they but. say that when every new Spider-Man movie comes out. So you know, you'll just. You're going to have a hard time topping uh, Spider-Man 2, in my opinion. But we'll give it a chance. Okay. We'll give it a chance. Sure. I will say I enjoy the homecoming, the the newer Spider-Man flicks, whatever they're called, more I, than any of the other ones. Really? I like I them. never even saw the, what was the? The Andrew Garfield the, ones? Yeah, they just looked stupid. They just looked they like your okay. typical blockbuster yeah, bullcrap. They were, they were okay. They Andrew Garfield was great, but the rest of the cast was kind of it was more of just the film itself like yeah. that where he figures I mean like the first one with Tobey Maguire they have a whole movie where he's just figuring out how to be Spider-Man and his abilities and the whole body change and everything where in the Garfield one it was like he does some breakdance fight on the fucking subway and he's like I'm Spider-Man <laughs> and I was like I'm out I'm done this is the stupidest fucking thing in the world I I just don't like that kind of crap I need like actual like you know yeah world building yeah big you know, well, one of the things I liked about the uh, the current ones with Tom Holland was like they didn't do any of that. Oh. It was just yeah, he's already Spider Man because Spider Man's one of those characters kind of. It was like, a slow build, kind too. of like Batman, where you don't need the backstory, right? We all know, we all yeah. know Bruce Wayne's parents got shot and he becomes Batman. We all know Peter Parker got bit by a spider and he becomes Spider Man. And they teased they teased the old Spidey too, like you know he popped up in the Avengers to fight Cap yeah. and stuff like that, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but what pissed me off, and it pissed off I think a lot of people in the industry. Some people, I'm not gonna say who, but some people were trying to be like, well, you know, this just you know the industry's gotten better. Sure. And yeah, which I was like, okay, sure, maybe for you. Um, but they had all these like I get it. They had all these like professional TikTok like I don't even TikTok, but just like influencers yeah. and they were dancing and it was just like fucking. They were, tone well deaf. they were doing the Peter Parker dance when he went emo from Spider Man three. I got that, but it was more of just the tone deafness of the fucking companies were coming out of a pandemic. Yeah. A lot of artists are had pencils down orders. Yep. Like they were struggling financially and then you're gonna pay influencers yeah. to come oh, and like dance on the yeah. Of course. And, uh, you know, pay them to, like, dance on the red carpet and just watch the movie instead of actually having the people to put their fucking, like, to dedicate their lives to this shit. Yeah. To, and ha- instead of having them come so, and, like, get that experience. Tale as old like, as time. It's a tale know, it as just, old as time, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I, you know why they do it because they're trying to attract teenagers to come see the movie. But they already know that that but doesn't, the, like, it's proven to be a poor marketing strategy. Agreed. Like they already know, like teenagers, they're gonna go. They're gonna go see it anyway. 
Yeah, it's fucking Spider Man. Yeah. Like it's it's not the even close. Are, He's the most popular hero in the world, and it's not even close. And let's be real, real realistic. The like most of the people that are watching the that those movies, a lot of them don't even know who the fuck these like like influencers are. No, I didn't recognize a single. I mean, like I'm not a, I'm a, like I'm an old millennial, but I don't recognize any of those folks. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway. It, it just really irritated me. I figure you, you, we had to. I had it to mention is, it. On it, here. it is annoying because you know that they had the mo- they have the money to bring the creators to the show and pay those influen- influencers. <laughs> like you could have done both. Um, yeah, like why not? Why not invite? I mean, maybe they did and they just didn't show them. I doubt yeah. they did. But like, what is all? What is all this like current Spider-Man stuff? Like, what is it based off? Why not have like the Eminence or something who like made Ultimate Spider-Man like, or all the all the people that worked on like Ultimate Spider-Man? Like, why not have them? Yeah, you know, why not invite them? No, I agree. You know what I mean, I agree. I, I just or like have you know, have some of the. I'm sure that there's some big time creators from Spider-Man that are still alive. If they're interested, have, bring them. Make a spectacle. Make them. Why? Why do the people who create this stuff well they're not going to bring the ditko family because i think they're suing them for the rights back to spider-man probably (laughs) i wonder why this movie's going to make eight billion fucking dollars so and they're not going to see a cent but i just i guess i just i'm just there used to be a time in american history where creators like that were treated like creators like were treated like artists, illustrators were treated as like movie stars esque. Yeah, you know, like Norman Rockwell, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, nowadays their work is being toted at that level, like rock star level, but the creators aren't being treated that way. And I, I mean, like some people could, I guess, you're playing devil's advocate. They're going like, well, I'll tell you, you're just jealous, you know? And it's like, no, I haven't worked on Spider-Man or anything like that. I'm not. It's more of just advocating, like, you see the trend yeah. continuing. Well, it's the bullshit. They talked about wanting to unionize and stuff in the 70s, and yeah. it got smashed. It got yeah. crushed. And you just, you see, it's just going further and further down. I don't know. Well, what it I, what I can not, tell you is that <clears throat> when operation blue gets made into a blockbuster we'll put it in the contracts that we have to be in the premiere yeah yeah <laughs> and they'll put us in the nosebleed section because the only way it's getting made into anything is if we sell those goddamn rights so yeah. good luck your That's name's not, not even gonna be on it i know Okay. Well, then it's going straight to dvd and it's gonna get maybe maybe it'll, on. maybe it'll get a netflix I could, I could. That's true. Maybe hey, Nick Cage it, will play the Barilla. That's fine. Win. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this. Speaking of, uh, there is a Kickstarter film that just got optioned by Netflix. I don't know if it's in development, but David Walker's The Hated yeah, uh, got picked Kickstarter up. Kickstarter comic, yeah. Yeah, which is, I thought I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That was. I. You don't see that very often. Kickstarter projects. Getting that kind of notoriety, I, uh, that that might be something to come where they start looking like, well, we need more ideas that are not just superheroes. They should, they should be looking at some of these stories because some of the stuff is some of the stuff that you get is really really good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, congrats to to you know David Blue Tiger alum and uh, and the entire creative team behind that book, man. That's, we should try and get David excellent. back on. I I'll, think uh, I think so. I think we should. 
Yeah, I'll reach out to him. We do have some big guests lined up. We um, do. I'm excited. Super talented people. I'm so fired up for it. But anyways, uh, I think it's about that time. Should we, uh, should we bring in our guest? Let's do it. Let's do it. Check one, two. You okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard that intro before. <laughs> we're, we're brand new. It's the revenge tour. We're bringing it oh harder, God. faster. That's oh right. yeah, That's great. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I was trying not to laugh during it. I didn't know when it was appropriate to laugh, but I was like, no, it's always appropriate to laugh. Laughing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, in case people uh, didn't read the uh, the notes of this episode, Layla Del Duca, welcome. What's up? Thank you so much for having me, Brian and Tad. So good to be here again. Yeah, of course. Back in the tiger den. That's right. Classics. And you're just uh, killing it. Killing it. Just uh, just tearing up the new stands. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, issue of Wonder Woman came out what? Today? Wonder, yeah, or Wonder Day. Girl. Wonder Girl. Wonder sorry. Girl is okay. It's Wonder Girl number six. Awesome. Is that uh is that your first issue of that? Yes, it's my first issue wow. drawing on this series, and I also will be drawing issue seven. Um, I'm actually in the middle of this really tight deadline with it because it needs to go to the printers before the holidays. So I'm in cram mode as of right now. Well, then I'm just going to say thank you so much for taking the time <laughs> yeah, out of for your real. crazy schedule to do this. You <laughs> did not have to. We could have waited till January. You know, I know, I know we could have probably, but I would have stopped work at this time anyways. So it's not like okay. I'm missing out on work hours. I usually crap out at like six. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad that you're setting like, I guess, boundaries for yourself because it's so hard to do that. And then well, you end up like hating everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not really setting boundaries because I can't, I normally would take two days off a week, but I can't. So I've been working oh. seven days a week on this and I have been working later sometimes. So thanks for thinking that I did that, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, just knew. Okay. She, she was like, okay, I'm getting on the revenge tour. Got to prep, got to get ready. So we appreciate that. Now, let me ask you this, because you're at this point, you're a seasoned vet. I mean, you broke into the industry, you know, with uh, kind of a grand slam. Uh, I mean, what you did three runs of Shudder over at uh, Image, right? Uh, it was 30 issues. So, like, I don't know what a what is a run. Is that I have six no issues? Idea. I don't know. But anyway, 30 issues. So wow. that's a lot. That's that's a that's numerous volumes and then you did you had a far and then you just recently had a dark horse series come out i believe right yeah and the house of lost horizons that's right house of lost horizons you had the wonder woman uh graphic novel uh come out and now you're on this i guess my big question is is like how does it is this like would you say this is like the biggest biggest title you worked on because this is a pretty big deal you know i feel like it is personally because uh, for multiple reasons one joelle jones the writer on this series she is has been our colleague both you and i worked out of the same studio as her at helioscope studios and um i also shared 
briefly a studio with her and Emmy Lennox called Bitch Corp. Perfect. And while we were, <laughs> it, while, it's no longer. No, we just banded less than a year after it started because of COVID. We just were be a guest at Bitch Corp for like a day. That's all I want. You're an honorary oh. member. Yeah, you can be an honorary member. And then maybe it'll happen again in the future. Who knows? It was such a great time. But I brought it up because when we were all working in the studio together, her and Emmy and I, like she was developing the character of Yara Floor. So I got to hear all of this really cool ideas and see the character form from the beginning-ish, you know, and it was so fantastic. And I was very, very excited for her. And there was no way I thought I would ever be drawing this character when she was talking about that stuff, even though I was like, oh, man, it'd be so fun to draw this character. Hint, I didn't hint, think it was actually going to happen. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> so then, like, yeah, a year and a half later, I'm actually drawing her. And I got to draw her on a, a Wonder Woman Superman team up two issue thing written by Dan Waters. That's right. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. No, it's totally cool. But yeah, so I feel like it's kind of a sentimental thing when it comes to like my friend, colleague, Joelle, like that's freaking rad. And then also I do think it might be my best artwork to date. I feel like it's, it was really fun. It, it, it like hit on my art style in the right ways where it was a nice mix between action and, and emotion. And I got to play around with like proportions with this, like a big Titan guy. Uh, I saw that page actually. next to Yara, who's a regular sized person. And I don't know, it just was really fun. And it was really cool. Are you, are you still working analog or have you gone digital? I've gone completely digital at this point. How is that? It's yeah. pretty great. And I also actually, maybe I should mention that this is the, the work that I think it finally clicked. Like I was still figuring digital out for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it finally clicked in with this issue of wonder girl. Here. Now here's my next question. Cause I think you would agree with me that Joelle casts a big shadow. Like she's, Mm -hmm. she is a tight, in my opinion, she has become a Titan in our industry. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, she's such a bad, and she has a pug. Which makes her interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, did you feel a little bit of pressure um, jumping on the project? Because I'll just be honest, I would feel like there was a ton of pressure um, if I'm being like, I, I hope that's not, I'm not overstepping any boundary, but like I would be probably, for lack of a better term, a little intimidated just because it'd be like, well, I know what people expect from Joelle and I know what she expects out of her work. So I have to bring my like best game. Oh yeah. I definitely felt a lot of pressure. Like I, it took me a while (laughs) to warm up to it too. I was like trying to calm my nerves and, and, and all the things. And uh, yeah, like there'd be more eyes on this book than have ever been on any of my books before. And then I didn't want to let my friend down. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to let any fans down. Like one of my things with comics where the art changes within the, the run, it kind of takes me out of the story. So mm-hmm. I felt like Same. to kind of match the style a little bit. Yeah. So um, it was great that, I mean, she kicks so much, butt. like, I mean, Joel is an amazing artist. So all I, what I did, I was looking at her work really closely, trying to get the likenesses of Yara as close as I could I also tried to use more screen tones than I ever really would before, because that's just something that Joel put in there stylistically. And then 
like a small things like the panel borders are really thick. I never do that, yeah. but I wanted it to match a little bit that way. So I used that. So I don't know. Um, I guess like I'm going on a tangent, but no, yes, no. I was intimidated. I got over it. It helps to have the book in print and no one's yelling at me, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's Sorry. getting great reviews. People, people are loving it. I think yeah. you knocked it out of the park. I mean, Aww. um, I, if I had to make a prediction, it sounds like you're well on your way that there's going to be a lot of open doors for you because of this run. Oh, well, that would be great. I love open doors. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who has had numerous doors closed on them without being aware of it, I, open doors are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I saw you at, at Rose City. You weren't, uh, you weren't tabling there. You were just, you were attending, but, uh, any any conventions coming up that you're going to be doing uh, in the next year? No, I really don't have much planned for myself. Yeah, comics wise, uh, I, I don't even think I have a signing scheduled for these two issues. I'm not really certain about my comics future at this mm, point. Okay, wow. Like, um, I don't have anything except for creator own stuff lined up for myself this next year. Ooh. So I don't really know if that warrants going to shows at this point. Cause I don't think I'll have like a trade paperback or kind sure. of book to sell, which is usually why I go to shows is to sell those kinds of things. Um, I don't know is the answer. <laughs> I got. <you. laughs> I don't have anything right now. No, <laughs> also, I mean, COVID willing. The right, shows yeah. that I've been hearing about seem mostly safe. So if I'm invited yeah. to one, I'll probably say yes. Sure. But I don't sure. have anything scheduled. We just, um, I'm doing a series with um, a publisher, Critical Entertainment there to LA. They're very small, um, but they do like, they're kind of getting into that, like creating IPs, you know, for film. Uh, type thing and uh, we they had they invited me down for emerald city and bry and uh his son were able to come too and just like hang out at the booth and stuff it was a lot of fun it was awesome um but it was interesting that like it was it was a good con but it was for emerald city been emerald city you know how crazy it is it was very subdued and it wasn't like the craziness where it's like too much uh that wasn't really a thing i didn't feel it was much yeah. slower and kind of smaller like you could go walk the floor and not feel overcrowded and it was a lot like I mean, rose city when i saw your rose city it was pretty dead um yeah. but there were still people there um yeah yeah so yeah what did, did you like it more than the crowded shows or what i would say i think i i, I think i would have liked it if maybe more publishers were there yeah um because then mm. like like Oni was there, for example, and it was at no point was it difficult for me to go and have conversations with like, you know, key people over there or just meet the new. It's all new people over there working. So and I didn't know anybody and I'm going to be doing some projects with them um, here this coming year. Okay. So I was like, I just want to go over and meet, know who I'm going to be working with. And um, it was slow enough where I could go and have a conversation for 10, 15 minutes with people without, you know, it causing a problem. That's great. Um, yeah, so the, it was really great in that sense. Um, and same with like up in Artist Alley, you know, like you could go talk with like I stopped by and got to touch base with uh Terry Dotson. Yay. And uh yeah, and he I mean, you know how great he is. He's a mm -hmm. studio member and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to talk with him quite a bit. He, I mean, it's Terry, so he's always busy. People are always buying stuff. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was great in that, that aspect, but, um, you know, there, it was just, there was also a lot of people who are like, I'm not going to this, you know, like company wise. So it kind of was like a little like, mm, yeah, a little, you know, if you were going there for work, which I kind of was there for work instead of, uh, pleasure, I guess, uh, it made it a little like, well, couldn't quite take advantage of the situation as I wanted it to okay. be. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope it picks up a little bit at least next year. But I think I it will. We'll yeah. At the same time, LA con was the exact same weekend. And it sounds like a lot of the companies went there probably because it is in oh. LA and there's, you know, movie people and stuff like that. And that's the yeah. hot thing. Yep. But um, can uh, you said create your own. Yeah. I am a big fan of creator own. I'm making some big moves to try and kind of do the same thing. Go creator own. Um, awesome. Uh, afar too. Yeah. Is that still happening? Yeah. Okay. So let okay. me talk about that. Yes. Okay. So um, for uh, your listeners who don't know anything. Uh, yeah. They don't know anything. Nothing. Sorry. Yeah. Nothing. That sounded rude. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can be mean to them. They love it. Yeah. They're here for the punishment. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, listen up, kids. So <laughs> no, I. So Kate yeah. and I, Seaton is the artist on Afar. I wrote Afar. Um, it's a graphic novel, a young adult graphic novel. But we were kickstarting the sequel to that this past summer, and uh, I think we set our goals too high, and there was no way our our uh, campaign was going to reach its goal. So we ended yeah. up canceling it beforehand and like saving us a bunch of like half a month of trying to promote a thing that was going to fail. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to rethink things. And then um, Kit got even more work on the side. And I had some change of heart when it comes to my comics career and we talked it over and I'm, she's going to step away from art duty. She's still going to oh, like wow. okay. be part of the book, like, art directing and she's still my co-creator but i'm going to be drawing the book instead is the thing oh, oh wow yeah. interesting yeah okay. so i'm pretty excited because yeah, i like yeah. what i wrote <laughs> yeah and um the most important thing is like i think kit and i just really loved working together because we're friends mm-hmm. uh so it doesn't mean we can't work on something in the future but right now because i do want to get the story done um and she's not completely married to doing the artwork that's how we're going to move forward on it. And I think okay. in the future it's going to be um, split into three parts and then I'll kickstart each third of the book. Once I finish drawing it, another great mm-hmm. thing about this system is that I don't have to worry about paying myself or I don't have to right. worry about paying hit. I can just do the artwork on my own time and then, and then just ask for printing and shipping costs instead of trying to like get a page rate on top of everything else. Yeah. 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 So I, I that I mean, I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, have you, uh, Brian? You ask yours. I have gotten a question. Okay, locked and loaded. No, my my question is more, uh, you know, just Kickstarter related because I don't know if you saw the news about them. You know, going into, uh, you know, they're going to start looking into cryptocurrency. Uh, I know that's a, you know, cryptocurrency NFTs. I don't understand any of it, but I know that that's a. I know it's a hot button for a lot of people. <laughs> Um, so I'm just kind of wondering, you know, there are people saying I'm never going to use Kickstarter again. Um, where, where are you on that? Yeah. I also don't know 
anything about it. All I know is it equals bad, I guess. Uh, and I, but I would not be able to repeat to you why. So right. I haven't educated myself. I've been kind of staying away from a lot of new stuff and whatever for mental health reasons. Yeah. I don't blame so you. So I, I feel, yeah, <laughs> but I, I do need to research more into it. Um, I uh, do care about the environmental impacts of things for sure. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I don't have a hot take about it, but there are, huh. if Kickstarter fails, I do think it's like such a great platform that there's going to be others of its kind that yeah. either increase in their popularity or like, there's going to be something that fills in. So I'm not too worried about crowdfunding campaign websites going away entirely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens though, <laughs> for sure. Definitely. Yeah. It seems like the most reasonable way. I mean, like. I think it's hard to have a hard opinion on that stuff because we don't know where it's going to go. Is it just yeah. a fad that's going to go? I mean, or is it here to stay? Is this the new reality of our world? And it's just going to become more and more common where yeah. you're buying NFTs in Walmart for five bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, who freaking knows? You're right. It yeah. could be the new norm, even I, though we don't want it. I just saw a thing. Uh, I was watching an interview uh with uh keanu reeves and uh carrie ann moss on they're talking about the matrix right the new matrix movie that's coming out and mm -hmm. uh i guess warner brothers did like an nft release for matrix uh they did like fifty thousand of them for 50 bucks each and it like broke their website from people trying to buy them and what? uh keanu's response was like wait a second Do he looked to carrie and he was like do we do we get a cut of that do I do I get a piece yeah. of that action? And he was like, "Oh, probably not, because they don't. I don't think they used our images. They must have used somebody else's." But I was like, "Damn!" Oh, because it is shitty. Like, if you're gonna do the shitty thing, at least pay the people who are part yeah, of the thing. Right, shitty. Right. I don't know. I I will just say I can feel Keanu's pain. Uh, <laughs> I did some Godzilla work a while back, and it got they had a great campaign for the NFT release, but I was like. Hey, wait a second. We're not, we're not getting any of that. I'm like, oh, yeah. that hurts. Ouch. Boo. I mean, they animated the hell out of them. They looked really cool, but I don't know. Wait, They're still using again. your art and they didn't compensate you for the extra usage of it. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that's what happens when you work on stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's licensed yeah. property work. So I'm just like, I can't okay. be mad about it. I knew, I knew what I was signing up for it. I, I did it so I could say I worked on Godzilla and actually get to work with on Godzilla, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I guess my, my thing of MF NFTs, right. Is probably the, the most basic, right. The most basic thing where like, you know, if I buy like an original page or, you know, commission Layla to draw me an awesome swamp thing, you know, uh, I want to put that on my wall. Like if I get an NFT and like my computer crashes, like, is it gone? <laughs> you know what I, I mean? mean like, yeah. I hope you, I I hope you backed it up. That, you know? Yeah. Let's where are you going to display it? I, yeah, I'm not a fan of just like having a, a blockchain code. Yeah. A blockchain. I do want the tangible objects. Yeah. I don't want something that could get, well, I guess a real piece of artwork could get damaged and sure. lost too, but I just, I don't know. There's something different about it. Yeah. Let's change gears a little bit from this sure. highly just Salacious. hot button topic. Yeah, are we boring Salacious. you yet, <laughs> listeners? Are you bored? 
Uh, like close. like we said, they're here for the pain and punishment the that pain. we give them okay. <laughs> on a weekly basis. So uh, my question is: uh, so you're going to be drawing afar? You uh, yeah. wrote Hell most yeah. of it, or all I'd of, say yes. all of it. All awesome. of it. Is this the first time you've done the whole shebang where you're you're basically working from a script that you wrote? Well, at this scale, yes. I have written and drawn my own script that was like maybe eight to 12 pages long before, but it wasn't anything at this scale. And it was like, even before I did Shudder. So it's been a very long time since I've been like a solo artist, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I'm really excited about it. I, I view that personally as like, that's the that's the top of the pyramid. That's like the pinnacle. You know what I mean? Like where it's yes, like, I do wow. know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> There's something where you, you, you like transcend into, no, I'm not just a, I'm not just an artist. I'm not a writer. I'm a creator. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I make worlds. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be like Ron Randall and Carl Kiesel who like, get to draw write and draw their own stuff and they fund it on Kickstarter. And then like once in a while, they'll take art gigs on the side to make like yeah. a living. But yeah, that's kind of my goal. I want to be able to do my own thing, rely on myself and like not Hell have yeah. to compromise things and not have to like, I, I want to get to a place where I'm doing comics for the love of it instead of like scrambling to make a paycheck mm-hmm. from it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you wondering how I'm going to achieve that financially, like, yes, I do have day jobs now that are not comics. I am teaching two class, two, uh, sorry. I'm teaching two graphic novel classes at a local art college called PNCA. And then I also got a job at a local movie theater that I I love and have a lot of fun working at. Um, Which theater? Which theater, if you don't mind me say asking? Yeah, the Hollywood Theater. Oh, yes, it's like the best theater. In... That's one what? of the places I need to go. Yeah, you've never well, been. No, oh Ryan, when you're in town, let me know, and I'll get you in for free. I'll get Done. you some beer and stuff. Done. <laughs> the best thing about the Hollywood is I love that they take like older movies, sometimes even like Grindhouse, like films that haven't been seen at in a drive-through since like 1976, and they're yeah. like we're doing a special screening. Like, come on down, bring the family last year. I really wanted to go last year or this year. It was in March. Cause it was March was the uh, 30th anniversary for the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and Hollywood theater did a, a showing of it. And I, I couldn't go, but I oh, so damn. sad. Really wanted yeah, to make that's it. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just showed the matrix two days in a row oh. in, prepar- in preparation for the new matrix coming out and, I didn't get to see that because I think I was working, but how, yeah, how do you, well, like hmm? how do you, how do you like teaching? Oh, you know, it took me a little bit to like it because I was self-conscious about doing a really awful job. And the mm-hmm. first semester I taught was over zoom. So it's like half of the students had their cameras off. So it was really hard to gauge things, Yeah, yeah. but I had a really rewarding time. Like everyone turned in such cool work and then reading the reviews afterward, it reassured me that I didn't suck completely. And then this last semester that I taught, again, all of the students were super cool and um, like the work they were turning in was rad and it was cool to see the progress. And, you know, even though sometimes I'm very cynical about comics and the the profession of it, it's easy to get delightful to see. Yeah. It was delightful to like see comics through the lens of these students who still love it. Um, really excited to learn. And so, yeah, I, I like it a lot. 
now. Like I didn't dislike it before, but I each semester I've liked it more. So yeah, I hope that continues. To That's be the awesome. Case. That's really cool. Yeah, there's, there's something interesting. I think when you work in the industry and you're, you, you know, you get ca- so caught up in the economics and I guess the, the jockeying for your place yeah. in, I guess, whatever the, uh, the system, uh, that you lose kind of sight sometimes of like why we even get in this industry. It's Absolutely. for the storytelling. And when you go and you meet students, they're, that's all the only reason why they're even there. Cause they're not even at that point where they're worrying about finances or anything like that. They're just worried about like, I just want to learn how to tell a story. Yeah. You know, all I and know is I love comics and yeah. I want to learn how to make them good. You know, like yeah. that's really cool and pure and like truly why I got into comics in the first place. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's a, a great reminder. And yeah. I don't know. I, I find it. I did a few workshops here in Alaska and uh, I found it the student's energy like revitalizing because I was in a similar place where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is just, it's, it's so much work and so little juice if I'm being, yeah, yeah. where it's just like, it's a grind. And uh, I don't know what Brian's doing over there. He's like, <laughs> wrestling his computer or something. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like fighting his microphone. Oh my God. Get it, Brian. Don't let him get you on the ground. Oh my God. So, <laughs> listeners, uh, Brian's microphone has decided to attack him, and uh, he's t- muted his sound, and now he's fighting for. So, his life. here's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was adjusting my microphone stand when it popped off of my desk, and uh, you know, uh, my dog starts barking, and <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? You know what? I'm 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 really just gonna have to hold it like this because. I have to move my desk to uh, put this thing back on. So this is it. Here we, here we are. You look like a stand-up comedian just sitting in he a chair. Does. The only yeah. thing is I'm not that funny. So, oh, you know. that's not true. Oh, you're funny, Bri. You're plenty yeah. funny. Well, I do I do tell people at my office that uh, I – because I work for a state agency, and uh, I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of that state agency, and only people like – over 35 get that joke so the, the, i get no respect that's right that's correct <laughs> <laughs> that is correct so yeah, oh. here, here we are here we are can i layla can i tell you my dream my, sure. my little yes, dream please. project since we're talking about theaters yeah so there was an old theater in my town that like got shut down mm-hmm. after i had left but so it's no longer but i always used to tell my wife that like oh i you know, it'd be the best if we ever have just like that. Fuck you money. <laughs> we buy an old theater, like yes. an old, like 60s, 50s style theater, completely fix it up. So you renovate it. So it looks like kind of like what the Hollywood is. Right. So it looks yeah. like this classic theater of old. And then you show, obviously show the blockbusters, but you show old movies mm-hmm. and then you make events for it. Yes. So it's like, Hey, we're doing jaws. And then you could like, commission artists or your i happen to be an artist so maybe i'd make movie posters and then market them to uh like you know so they're only exclusives like okay that's what date of the summer that's how that's how mondo got big because well mondo's a big yeah but they're like a big company but i mean like you do this like really like small time so it's just small like hey there's only a hundred prints of this jaws poster for this little theater podunk nowhere 
be there, be square. You know, once they're gone, they're gone forever. I just think it would be so. That would be cool delightful. That Wouldn't that be nice? My, I have a request. I have a request, though. Ninja Turtles. No, when you <laughs> renovate, when you renovate the theater, I need those recliners. I need those. Oh. I need those recliner seats, man. You don't want the old-fashioned seats, dude. Like the I'm little... six foot four. No, True. I don't want those. You don't True. want to sit on church pews or anything? No, not particularly. <laughs> We went to a, there's a little town up here that we like to vacation at and years ago, it was just downpoured rain. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're like, well, let's go check out their theater. And it was like, half of them were like normal old, like theater chairs. The other half was like folding chairs, church pews, like whatever they could find to put butts mm-hmm. in seats. Okay. Yeah. We saw some movie with the rock. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't very good. Probably oh. not. Well, <laughs> the rock knows what the rock fans come out to see. So. Yeah. Yeah. But we sat in folding chairs. It was kind of, oh, I wouldn't want to do it again, but it, there was something kind of like fun about it. Like, oh, look, we're in a movie theater in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. This is great. Folding I, chairs. I went to, when we went to uh, uh, the Lion, when the Lion King was in Portland a couple of years ago, um, the Broadway musical, we mm-hmm. went, we went to it and we were just in the nosebleeds and I just, could not enjoy myself i couldn't enjoy it because i was so uncomfortable the entire time and there was like a dude in front of me who kept like leaning back and like banging my knees on his chair Mm. and Mm. finally i was like yeah i'm just gonna go out because i can't sit in these uncomfortable ass chairs any longer sorry Uh, the way it happens when you're a large human being (laughs) and the military beat up your body so what happens what do you do like can you bring like a cushion and stuff i guess you're not allowed to do that some pain pills pills. (laughs) you could just sit in the aisle (laughs) i'm not above it don't get me wrong i'm not above it (laughs) (laughs) my mom her she has a bad back and she would often in the middle of movies or like if my sisters and I had like a production of like a theater thing, yeah, she yeah. would often just lie down on the floor somewhere. Oh, really? And, and like, good for her, you know. I yeah. think I would be embarrassed or like really paranoid the first few times, but sure, good to her for not caring. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like your mom's style. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm down with like, that. Yeah, just so. stretching out my back, like whatever. Just fuck uh, people did, off when they walk by. Did you? She wouldn't, but yeah, I love that idea, actually. (laughs) You said you mentioned theater. Did you do a lot of theater as a kid? Mm, I wouldn't say a lot, but I was in at least one theater show each year of high school. Yeah, you too? Yes. Nice. Not not that many, but I did a, a couple of them, and they were awesome. What was your favorite? So my favorite was this play I did as a senior. It was called anybody for tea and so uh i had the lead role and so uh-huh. let's see i had to grab my mic because it almost <laughs> fell over I was you are like doing a comedian video, man but, this but is crazy <laughs> <laughs> so i actually uh i played i i had the the lead role i was a detective who showed up to a nursing home or like an old lady retirement home uh mm-hmm. from somebody who died of natural causes and then all of the other old ladies fell in love with me 
And so they would kill each other to get me to come back to the crime, to come back to the uh, retirement home. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite? Yeah. My favorite? Ooh. You know, I think all of the plays I were in were pretty bad, honestly. And, but I guess the worst one I'll say, I'll answer it with that. Here we go. Was, I I don't remember the name of it, but it was so awful. and, And we did such a bad job at it that, our school principal made us take an extra day to practice and we, we debuted the show late. And then there was one performance that went so bad after that, even that the lead guy, uh, my friend Thomas, uh, who now owns this really cool, like cat donut thing with his wife, Sky. It's called Martin sailor. You guys should check it out. Uh, listen, Anyways, Wait, back cat, when he was cat at, donut. Anyways. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> cat donut. So, so do they? So, so do they make donuts shaped like cats, or are there cats in the donut shop? Oh, you're right. That was a really weird way to describe it. So, like, picture a uh, what the hell do you even call them? Why can I not think of it? Like a stuffed animal, but it's like the shape of a donut, and it, but it has like cat ears, and then they have. Also, like maple bears, so they look like um. I'm in. Yeah, this I'll send you guys a link. Please, this sounds like my sister's dream. I sh- oh my god, it's yeah. great. Their products are super cute. They have a, a storefront in Pike's Place Market in Seattle. Oh really? Yeah, they're, they're great. Like if you ever go there, you should try to to find them. Okay, done. Um, that's that's my sister's two favorite things: donuts cool. and cats. I mean, it's like merge them. It's going to be perfect for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Thomas, one of the owners of that company, (laughs) went to high school with him. He was the lead in the show. And I I think we did so poorly. He stopped the show and apologized to the (laughs) audience for everyone because everyone kept fucking their lines up. I think someone killed one of the characters off like 30 minutes before he was supposed to die so that that actor just like laid on the stage for <laughs> for mo- the rest of the like, show this i'm done <laughs> yeah and it wasn't a very well written story to begin with it was just like a clusterfuck and it was horrible and everyone was so embarrassed but now at least we can laugh at it that's right yeah i was in a play i've been in two i performed twice mm-hmm. one was in a play and one was in an indie movie that was shot for Adult Swim <gasps> that what? was never released no. in Portland. Yeah. What? Wait, can yeah. we see it? Do you have a copy of it anywhere? I can get a copy. We. Can, oh I, my god. There we go. Yeah. We're showing it at the Hollywood Theater. I, yeah. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way he'd let that happen. Oh my uh, god. Well, no. What if it's after hours? Like sometimes we can play whatever we want, just as long as it's not for the general po- public. I could run it by him. He might be actually into that. Except if I do that, he'll be like, give me two months. I'm going to completely uh, re-edit it and finish this scene and that scene. But at this like 2011, I started working for uh, a film studio Mm -hmm. uh, there in Portland, like doing storyboards. We did a lot, mostly like commercials for like OHSU and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I became good friends with the uh, kind of like the guy ran it. Anyways, Mm -hmm. he... um, he they filmed it. Yeah, it was like two hour long. It was called. Uh, it's based off of. Do you remember Dell Comics? They're from like the sixties and seventies. Uh-uh. So they in the seventies they got all the license to the Universal monsters like Frankenstein, Dracula, 
and they yeah. tried to make them into superheroes and the comics oh, were God awful. Yes. And so there's a, there is a comic, the Frankenstein comic, and he's like a superhero in this like red suit. And they had, they acquired the, like the copyright for it. Uh-huh. And they were, they made a two hour film and I played like, uh, I've I had a bunch of different roles. Um, <laughs> most <laughs> Like I was in like a couple bar scenes. I was the storyboard artist for it. And then I did like concept art and stuff like that for it. And um, it was like my first like kind of gig in, in, you know, in Portland. Cool. And um, it came down to it. Like I, my biggest role though, was there's a part where he gets arrested and they, we actually shot it at one of the precincts there in Portland. And they had one of those, like, you know, the where you stand in, behind the glass and all the suspects come in. Mm-hmm. And so here comes Frankenstein. And then I came in. I was a street performer. And they put me in, like, an old suit. And they spray painted me silver from head to like, head to feet. I'm completely silver. And I had, like, kind of longer hair. So it was real curly. And they colored that all silver. So I'm, like, the metal man. Wow. And, and then basically my only thing, they were, like, uh, Brett, the only thing he was like, he's like, just act like you're a street performer, man. Like you're, you're, you're the metal man. What does the Brett metal man do? He holds still. So, and then, so I did like the robot. <laughs> so when they call my name, like, uh, well, you know, uh, person number, number six, step forward. I just went into my street performance and I gave this whole stupid thing. And then Frankenstein's like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you have to see it. Yeah. Uh, it was originally filmed way too long. Uh, but I want, I enjoy it. I want the Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after that, uh, like I had to Can do slow mo it. Can we slow mo your robot? Probably. Probably. Uh, like, and then like a month later we did our grant, the big, huge finale was shot at one of the riverfront parks there. Mm. And, uh, I played a, a, like a police officer, which if you look closely, um, they gave me like a real prop gun. Like it was like, like, like this huge pistol it actually, when I'm like running, it like falls out of my, my holster at oh, one point, but I did my best. Wow. I had the shitty little mustache that I grew. Cause I was like, well, I got to look a little bit different than in uh, the other scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It's wait, how did it, how long did it take to get all the silver out of your hair and everything? Uh, I, one of my, my, I was to the shoot. I didn't know what to expect. I had worn like a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And um, it still has leather in the or the on the collar. It still has silver, but yeah, it took me like two days, three days to get it all out because it was like in my hair and like is on my eyes. So, like we went out to dinner later that night, and I it looked like I had like silver eyeshadow because I couldn't get it. Out <laughs> you should have you stayed in character going out to dinner. Oh yeah, that's yeah, weak. that's weak. That yeah. you, I'm I'm actually disappointed. I yeah. also think that they should have painted you silver for the cop scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, the suspect is in the street forms. Also a cop. Yeah. Should have went, you should have went full Jared Leto character <laughs> yeah. actor and just stayed in robot character the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It um, what's crazy is like uh, they shopped it around, but like Adult Swim was actually like we had some, they had some really serious meetings and then just, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really hard to get something going. Um, I don't actually know what happened. I'd, I'd have to talk to the, the director about what happened on that. But uh, I actually just found some of the old production art. I'll show you right now real quick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he should have done the robot voice too. 
I'm going to sell. I didn't. Can I, I wasn't allowed to talk. Beer? I was a street performer, so I didn't talk. I just was like, you know, like a statue man, whatever. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. so I found this. That was. <laughs> oh my. God. That was one of the original drawings that I did for uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> That's amazing. He's so happy. Yeah. I like. He's, he's so the F oh, on his belt. He's got the F, and then like so. This le- like leotard he's wearing is neon red. And then his little undies there are like neon blue. What's uh, great is when we filmed the dinner scene, like at this bar, um, where he, there's like a bomb in the bar, and so he goes in the bathroom, tra- changes into his superhero costume, and then grabs the bomb, runs out the door. They were actually f- the doing a first Friday on Alberta Street there, and so the director was like. This is perfect. Yeah. There's so many people. We'll just have Frankenstein because he had like full on. It was a big, tall guy. He was like Brian's height. But then we put platform shoes on him. He had the big Frankenstein head. Mm-hmm. And so they dressed him all up and they just had him run through the crowd. And then the director went and followed him with the, you know, handheld. And like, that's probably the my favorite part because it looks awesome because there's people like whoa look at Frankenstein and he's like get out of the way I have a get out of the way and he's running through these like fire breathers and stuff it's so cool oh man yeah I'm trying I'm gonna I should get on them I'll send them that I gotta call I was we always talk on Christmas so I'll call them and uh I should see if I could get them to do a screening of it it's it's so like Nobody was paid, you know, like none of the actors were paid, so it was all just volunteer, but it's fun. A blue tiger revenge screening special. (laughs) (laughs) Make it happen. We could do we we could do like the full like QA at the end. I'll I'll host it and we'll be like super serious. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I also just like in case anyone who is at the Hollywood Theater listening to this. Don't worry. I know the rules and that this is what <laughs> happened there. They, they come in at like 2 a.m. and they're like, why is the theater on? What's going yeah. on in the back there? And then there's me like as a robot. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Idiot. I'm in a, I'm in a tuxedo, like asking serious questions. And <laughs> would you think of this? Would you think of this? This this film? It's a masterpiece. Yeah, no, it. um it was pretty. You raw. get into the character of the silver robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us your process. How long did you have to prepare to be a street performer? I practiced for days. Drove my wife crazy. I had so did much really? fun. Oh yeah, I was super <gasps> nervous. So I was like, I gotta nail this. This has to oh be. Oh my god. Yeah, and you need to uh, go shoot extra footage of you as a street performer in Portland. <laughs> so when we, so I can ask the question of like, you know, how'd you prepare? And you could be like, was, I worked for six months as a street performer. It was, yeah. it was very meta, man. It's yeah. very meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, afterwards she was like, you're never, cause I was kind of, I met a guy on there who they hired stuntmen. He was like a stunt coordinator. And he's like, yeah, I'm actually looking for some stunt guys. Would you be interested in doing that? And I was like, <gasps> being a stunt man? Of course, you know, I'm right at art school. No art, no like health insurance at all. So it's mm-hmm. the stupidest thing I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my wife was like, no, you're not allowed to do any acting or any of this because I can't handle I can't handle this <laughs> when you're actually getting paid. Like this would be terrible. I just know. <laughs> so I didn't do it. I didn't follow it up. So. Uh, oh well, that's hilarious. Misconnection. Like yeah. It. It's a good story. But it is a great story. It is a good story. Yeah. yeah. I will try. I will I will work on him this this Christmas. 
Okay. I'll work on the director so we, we can, even if it's just like over Zoom, we can do like a, a small screening or I'm something. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be cool. I love that. That would be, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, it's been kind of a rough, like, couple years yeah uh just industry wise um how have you been doing during like the covid thing I, it's been a while since we talked to you did wait really wait so you guys interviewed me before covid we, before and then like right at the start okay. yeah i think it was like 2020 but it was like maybe april or so so everyone was kind of like i think the conventions will happen later in the year once everything kind of uh, once we ride this out you yeah. know everybody was very optimistic instead yeah. of like oh, we're shutting it down for two years yeah uh, yeah wow yeah i have such a distorted sense of time as i'm sure you guys do mm-hmm. too everyone probably yeah. does so yeah that's crazy uh how have how has it been you know i think it comics wise and career wise it really went fine i only lost out on maybe two months of work while dark horse was trying to figure out what their finances were going to be like for the pandemic. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I only took that much time off and then I kept drawing the rest of the house of lost horizons. Okay. And then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Thinking back now, it was kind of sporadic work was quite sporadic. um, But like I made enough on certain projects to carry me over the months where I made like $0. Right. right. It was definitely like a scary freelancer existence, which is another reason I want to like take a step back from freelancing. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to not have to worry about finances in the same way. Uh, Yeah. um, Motivation wise, I had to keep being creative somehow. So I started those YouTube channels, which now that I. Those were great. They were really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm sorry I haven't updated them. Like my motivation to do them has gone away now that I've been more social and at work. So it really like did a great job filling a gap for me during the pandemic. But now I think it's like, I'm not going to never do it again. I just, it's not a priority anymore. Like it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you, did you find that you like, found yourself like steering into other things that maybe you've always had interest in, but you just, you know, like uh, I, there was like, I, I found myself catching up on a lot of TV shows that I hadn't like watched because I did just didn't have time. And then I suddenly did, but then, you know, like other, like my wife got really into like plants and stuff. So we have like a ton of plants <laughs> at the so house. Plants in your oh house. my God. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> I live in a jungle. Like I have action figures, man. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, so did you find yourself like kind of, um, I guess getting like deal, like giving yourself some mental dexterity by finding like other outlets? Yeah. I mean, sorry to bring it up again, but like, yeah, the video work on YouTube was really probably the main thing there. Like I'd always get better at talking in front of the camera. I wanted Mm -hmm. to face that fear and get okay with it. I wanted to give back to people who can't afford to go to school or like don't have the access to comics uh, education stuff. I wanted to do that, especially because Helioscope was shut down and we couldn't take any interns and like give back at all. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to learn how to video edit. So that was, I think I'm really pleased with the goals I achieved with that. Yeah. Um, And then, but just like all like smaller other things, like I learned how to cook some things that I wanted to cook and like i feel like i'm a better cook now 
And then what? also I would, I finally did a listen through of all of the Beatles albums just to figure out which album is my favorite, but I still don't have an answer now. Oh. Sorry. So what was your, what was your favorite thing that you've cooked then? Oh, oh gosh. Um, what, what do you think you're best at? Like, is there a category? Well, okay, this is this is a recent thing, but I finally made chili from scratch without looking at a recipe. Mm. And it was vegan with uh, like impossible burger or sorry, impossible sausage. Okay. Oh, that's it, good. Like, I've had that. It's really good best, stuff. Yeah, it was the best chili I've ever made. And I was really proud that I didn't have to like, it was the first time I made chili from scratch without, and it, turned, it tasted good. Like I didn't, I was, you I was like, good, sorry. <laughs> yeah. See, so let me ask you this. What's your secret? Is there a secret? Like my secret for chili is I don't use anything canned. Everything's fresh. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Okay. I try well, anyways. And no, I think that's great. I don't think I have a secret. Okay. You're, you're just shooting from the hip. Let me, let me tell like, you about chili. I got a, oh, here I'm we in, go. I'm in a hate relationship with chili because I love it. But uh-huh. then like I made chili uh, maybe a month ago. I spent all fucking day on this thing. Right. And mm-hmm. then, uh, like I put it in my smoker, like I smoked the meat on top and then Ooh. broke it in. Ooh. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No, oh, I didn't God. think it was good. I don't know oh. what I did See, wrong. I thought this was going in a different direction. I thought it was going to be like, I love chili, but I hate what it does to me. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that's everybody's I mean, experience with chili, but yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I spent like nine hours on this fucking thing and, uh, and and I I took a bite and I'm like this isn't good and my wife was like it's fine and I'm like no F- when you say fine about something that you cook yeah. that's you being that's nice. being nice that's yeah. being nice that's not saying it was good well it's not bad that's the same thing that's the same thing <laughs> awesome but yeah I did not so I gotta I gotta I gotta try again I gotta try a new find a new way to make chili because I love chili but I can't yeah. make it. I can smoke meat all day long, but make chili, I can't do it. Yeah. We've we've been dancing around the studio quite a bit. You've met we've studios have come up in our conversations this last like hour. Or so uh how is this how is Heliscope doing? Is it alive now or is it still kind of halfway yeah, it's shut down? Kind of like, it's kind of like jump starting here and there. So mm. okay. um Caitlin Yarsky, the current artist on Black Hammer, mm-hmm. she just moved to town recently. She's freaking awesome as hell. And um, I invited her to work at Helioscope because she's isolated and doesn't, and she wants to be social. So um, I, we started planning work parties at Helioscope where I'd email everyone to be like, Hey, Caitlin and I are going to be in on like Wednesday this week. So if anyone wants people to work with, we're here. And that's actually gotten a lot of people in there. When oh. we don't, when, when like an event kind of like that hasn't been announced, apparently, apparently the turnout's pretty low. Yeah, but that's kind of gotten people in, and it's felt a little bit like the studio pre-pandemic days. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, I don't know how long that's going to happen because, like, once I'm done this issue of Wonder Girl, then I'm not going to be working in there. So I'm hoping that the other studio mates act as the like. Here's the dedicated day of this week where we're going to try to all work together, kind of thing. So I, I just picture it like. It's been like, did you ever see the, did you see the movie, The Lighthouse? Yes. Yeah. I just picture it like that, but like Lieber's in there like, ah, don't come up. It's the light. Don't come upstairs. <laughs> well, then who's the other character? It, just everyone else who just happens to like, 
wander in. Oh, Steve's so innocent that he's I know. an innocent guy wandering into some other guy being like, ah, yeah. Be, I, I, I just keep thinking like, oh, I'm going to, I'll venture back down there just to visit or something. And then he'll have like this big beard and he'll be all like, well, oh, curmudgeon. Like, what do you want? <laughs> Welcome to the like studio. Parker. Well, he's <laughs> always been like that. <laughs> He's oh he's been like that for his, the whole decade I've known him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> but that's just, good though. It's good to hear that people. Yeah, sorry, Jeff. It's <laughs> it's good to hear that people are getting back in there though. Yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, I hope it continues. Yes. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, Brian, I think it's time. Okay, and I want a different answer this time because I remember your last. I remember the last one. So what was the last answer? The last one was Swamp Thing. Oh. oh, so I'm going to ask you the question again. All right. Do you remember the, the question? question. Free, Vaguely. free reign on any any property doesn't necessarily have to be comics. Could be movie, TV show, book, whatever. Uh, that unlimited budget. What would you want to make into a comic? Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No, let me think. <laughs> let me think on that gosh i don't know i would kind of i don't know i've just like been so focused on wanting to do my own stuff i haven't really been dreaming about other people's already created characters i kind of it might be fun to do some sort of no i don't want to work with a band draw making a comic about whatever i don't know Mm. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. This is a bad answer. No, I don't know okay. how to answer this. There's no bad answer. There's no bad answer. <laughs> you were. It's interesting. You're going the band route. It's. I, I like the idea of doing band comics, but I wouldn't want to necessarily do like a bio of like any band. I would want to pick a song or yeah. something and be like, "Well, there's a narrative here. Can we make that into a graphic novel?" There we go. Like yeah. I always thought it'd be cool to like collaborate with some like Beck. Beck is such a talented dude whose every project he does is completely different than the last How about dio do a dio comic off of one of his songs uh, there's no i'm good i'm good there's enough of that stuff we have conan man every song he does is like conan the barbarian i, I hate you i just want sorry to know that like i said i i just said it beck i would want to do i would want to see what beck would throw at me because mm. yeah, it would be weird if i had to collaborate with the band it would probably be Man Man because I think they would appreciate some really wackadoo visuals. Yeah. And but I would also want to do what you uh, like pro- proposed, which is like not a literal story about them, but just more like take some of their music and make it freaking ridiculous, like their music is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Adaptation wise, I was was thinking it'd be super fun to draw the Wheel of Time series in comics format, but that's already been done. And has it? A TV show out. Yeah. And so oh. now I just feel like, are you watching? Are you watching the show? I am. Are Me you? Too. Okay? Oh yeah. I, what I do am. you think? Did you read the series? I have not read the series, so I'm going in. What do you it. think as a non-reader then? I enjoy the hell out of it. Hell yes. Yeah. That is what great to hear. Really like what it. is it? What is it on? Uh, Prime. Oh God! I'm just sounding like the old man. Last time, last time you were on, uh, you said you were reading the Expanse books, but haven't watched the show yet. Have you finished? And have you watched the show yet? 
Yes, I have watched all of the show now, except yes. for what has just recently been released on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, I I love it. It's I so think good, it's great. so good. Both the books and the show. I still like the books more, but I love the show. Still. Once the show is over, I've got like the first four, I believe, and I'm gonna start. So I'm gonna start reading those as soon as because uh, this is the final season. So mh-hmm. uh, once it's over, I'm gonna start reading them. I'm very excited. Oh my, I gotta excited get my stuff you. together. Yeah. I got I got to get my stuff together and actually yeah, get on two those. of the Witcher drops this week. So Ooh. is that good? Layla, do you like that? Do you like the Witcher? You know, I like it. I don't love it. I'm excited to see where it goes because of series character. She's mm-hmm. great. I read I did all the books on audiobook. So in the past like year and a half because I drive all over the place. So mm-hmm. uh anytime I'm in the car for like more than an hour, I would listen to an audiobook. And so mm-hmm. I did the full because it was a book before it was a book series before it was a video game. Um, yeah. So I, I did the whole book series and it was great. Excellent. And my wife and I are well, I'm a big fan of the show. My wife is a big fan of the show, but she's a real big uh, Henry Cavill in a white wig fan. So I've I've met Nikki. It's like, oh, yeah, the show's great. Who's in it? Henry Cavill. Or the rock she's in. Like yeah. that's it. I mean, I can't blame that's her. It. Henry Cavill in a white wig. I mean, I'll tell you what, but <laughs> he does he does <laughs> he's very eye catching, I will say that. Yeah. Very eye catching. Yeah. So is wow. Yennefer. Yeah. yeah. Who? Yennefer. I don't think I only got like a couple episodes in. Mm. Oh, she starts as the hunchback. Yeah, she's the hunchback in the show. And then yeah, she transforms. What? Oh, well, I got to get back on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. But no, Siri is awesome. Uh, I'm I'm curious because they've made small changes here and there, you know, from the books. So I'm curious where they're going to go in season two. We are we're actually re- doing a rewatch right now leading up to Friday when the when the new season hits. So well, we're very excited. Excellent. So you're all Layla, you're all into just create around right now. Hell is yeah. there is there something else that you've got on the on the kitchen stove? Yeah, a bubbling and a brewing. Oh yeah, it's boiling and it's bubbling. Can you on can you talk stove. about it? No, <sighs> I want to talk about it because I'm afraid of anyone else taking the idea. Okay, or like, can we get yeah, what genre is it in? It's going to be the same genre as always, baby. It's going to be like a science fiction adventure, fantasy, something. I love it. Yeah, can't beat it. It's an unbeatable genre at this point. Well, yeah, when it's when it's ready to get announced, we'll come back okay. here and we'll do the official announcement. Okay. Yeah, that there sounds great. Actually, I mean, I'm not talking to any publishers about it yet either. I still, I think it might be like I'm trying to fund it myself and awesome. Still, like, kind of take a back burner from the having to answer to anyone else thing. That's but we'll see. I might change my mind. Sure. Once it's more developed. I, have you thought about doing the just you make the book and then who wants to publish it? It's my, it's done. Like, yeah, I guess I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone would get in a bidding war, but I don't think that there happens in comics, honestly. Plus, I'm not like that high profile enough where I think it, anyone I would just, dis- I would disagree with that. I, I think, I think you could probably create a bid war. I think, I think uh, a lot of publishers, I don't know what's going on, but it seems like with them consolidating, you know, you've got a lot of smaller houses that have joined up to mm-hmm. be bigger and then they've been acquired by like, you know, tech firms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a bit more backing 
financial backing for projects right now than the industry's kind of letting on. Well, I've just I've seen I've seen some numbers get tossed around for like I can tell you once we're off air, but I've seen okay. some of the numbers for places where in the past I was like, oh, the numbers aren't that great. And now I'm like, oh shit, that's big for what they're asking to be done. Ooh, um, all right. Can't wait to hear that. Well, yeah. yeah. And so you we, know, we just saw we were talking about it earlier, uh, before before you came in was that I don't know if you saw, but uh David Walker's Kickstarter the Hated just got optioned by Netflix. <laughs> Oh, really? That's yeah. fantastic. Good yeah. for David. So, I mean, it, the people Aww. are out there looking for stuff. So, yeah, that's great. That's, that's kind of interesting, right? Because normally the options come through like larger houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as I know, he that's just him and the other creators that are involved in that, like two other guys. So, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. You don't hear about that happening too often, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's the first time I've heard of it same, happening. Same. Yeah. But I'm kind of thinking, like, if that starts becoming a, like a norm, uh, like just doing it yourself might even have that much more like yeah. fruit to bear. Yeah, yeah. More incentive. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, uh, starting to wind down. Cool. And like we always do, we do. We got to <laughs> know. <laughs> what was that? We always do. We always do. <laughs> we do. She thought it was going to take a different turn. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. Uh, what are you reading? What are you reading? Any comics? You reading any oh, books? You know, what, uh, I am reading bu- some books. Um, I forget the name of this other one. Oh, oh, wait. I want to say first that I'm reading Weeaboo by Alyssa Salah, who did the colors and edited edits on Sleepless. This uh, oh, series that's I threw at Image Comics. Awesome. Yeah, that's through Oni Press, right? Yeah, and it's her debut graphic novel. Like everyone yeah. should check it out. It's been delightful so far. Um, and then otherwise I've been reading. I, the, I, I have to plug yeah. myself real quick. I did an interview with David Harper two years ago when Cretaceous first came out and he goes, what are you looking forward to? And she was coloring uh, your, your image series. Uh-huh. And I said, Alyssa's doing such a great job on colors. I'm really curious to see what she ends up doing down the road. And now she's got a graphic. novel. look at that. What's it called? Oh, level psychic. What's it called? I'm going to the shop tomorrow. So what's it's it? Called a, it's called a weeaboo. A weeaboo. weeaboo. Okay. Weeaboo. W E E A B O O. And it's about like, that's the term for anime nerds, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's and got like a manga style to it. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She has a cool style. Um, Anyways, and then I'm also reading The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Milan Kundera. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but that's really great. Uh, so far, I'm sure a lot of people will know what I'm talking about when I say that, but I also, well, I don't know what now I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a novel that you're reading? Yeah, it's a novel, novel. Um, here's the premise. A young woman in love with a man torn between his love for her and his incorrigible womanizing one of his mistresses and her humbly faithful lover. These are the two couples whose story is told in this masterful novel, blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot about like life and then relationships from various angles. So I find it interesting and um, yeah, I can relate to one character in here that I won't say. (laughs) I I, I think that those types of stories are the ones that like 
kind of stand the test of time because it doesn't matter what genre they're in. You, the reason why you're so invested is more of like the nuanced details of like the character's personal life. It makes them that much more interesting. So it's like, oh yeah, we have the aliens are invading. We have to kill them. And like, my son's got asthma. I don't just really struggling with, with his asthma, you know, like, and that makes the character way more interesting or like, oh God, my. What about yeah, having why? asthma in the alien invasion? There you go. Just yeah, together. exactly. I can't get him as medicine. Oh my God. Uh, that just really reminds me of this one movie I watched that I wasn't thrilled about, but like, it's <laughs> basically what you just said, but it's not an alien invasion. It's a, it's a meteors destroyed the, or about to destroy the earth movie, but then the sun has um, diabetes and oh. the family was going to get saved, but when they found out that the son had diabetes, they were rejected from the the Damn. government's safe safe place or whatever. Anyways, because he's too high risk. Yeah, be- it's like <gasps> we can only take perfectly healthy people to continue on the human race kind of situation. I have Lyme disease. I guess I'm I'm they're leaving me for dead. Yep, you're fucked. <laughs> I'm fat. I'm not getting anywhere. No one's taking me. No one's taking my big ass. So, oh, no. like, yeah, man, you can't even sit in the movie theater. You're just too tall. Like, get out, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Guess they don't want basketball players in New Earth. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll have Shaq and LeBron. We'll be good. That's true. They're you know they're going. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's cool. pretty cool. Uh, any any comics or. No. Besides Weeaboo, uh, I'm still I'm still reading Witch Hat Atelier. I love that series so much. Okay. Um, I mean, I was reading Wonder Girl before I started working on it. Oh, and I also <laughs> really love Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Is that what it's called? The Tom King one. Uh, oh, written, yeah. Drawn by Bill Qu- Bilkis Evely. I've heard I've great heard. things about it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. It's fun. It's unique. It's great. I'm I usually I I'm gonna pick that one up in uh, when it comes out in the hardback because yeah. I always make the mistake whenever whenever whatever Tom King's doing some sort of miniseries like I get the floppies and then I get the and then I get the um you know the graphic novel of it too and so I'm like some of these I gotta just do one or the other. That's one I'm. Yeah, doing. it's a lot of money. Yeah, I gotta yeah. do I gotta do just the the trade for it, but. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm excited for you to read it. I think you'll love it. Uh, yeah, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Yeah, what are you reading? Uh, so, I am reading. So, I specifically read for for this one uh, when we were at Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, we were tabling with uh, Critical Entertainment, uh, one of the co-publishers or co. He's a co-writer and a publisher. He's one of the he's one he's of the co-owner of the co-owner company. Of the company. Uh, he had his first comic out, and um, you know, so I got myself a copy of issue one and two, the the two that are out, and so it's called Minion from uh, mm-hmm. Critical Entertainment, and so it's about a a minion like like uh, you know one of the henchmen for a supervillain, mm-hmm. and so which I always find is just an interesting concept just in general. Like where do you, where, you know, where does the Joker hire all these people who, who work for him, you know, even Mm -hmm. though they know he's probably just going to kill them as soon as they fuck something up, they're going to die in like the most horrific way possible. Um, (laughs) And do they have like benefits and stuff? Right. What's the the pay grade? You know, do they get, yeah. Is there a 401k? I don't know. I don't probably not. Probably not. But so this is about a specific, uh, uh, henchmen in like a set like a hundred years in the future, 
and uh, basically, you know, he's trying to do his crime while he's also struggling to get money, um, which is, I always find it interesting as an interesting concept. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun book, man. It's, uh, you know, it's a super fast read, even the first two issues. It's, uh, so I've got the first two out of four. These are the only two that are out. The two are coming. So it's uh, the, the person who we know. Uh, so Mason Mendoza is the writer along with Christopher Rita, art by Leandro Rizzo. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. It's a really fast read. And like I said, it's one of the most interesting concepts, I think that doesn't necessarily get explored enough, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. CBR just did an article on it, uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, they basically said the exact same thing of like, Oh, this is an interesting concept. that doesn't necessarily get enough exploration. Like the only time I could think of that, that idea was even explored was in, uh, venture brothers. And like, I mean, shit, that show has stopped putting out new episodes like years and years ago. So like, it's not very fresh in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, to me, it brings that argument, right? It brings that argument back of, uh, you know, is, is Bruce Wayne better as Batman or how much better would he be if he just paid everyone in Gotham city, like a living wage with benefits and vacation, like the Joker would have a much, much harder time, like picking up henchmen because even if you know like yeah i did some time but i know i'm gonna get out i'm gonna get this program with wayne enterprises or wayne whatever uh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make 80 grand a year i got bennies got my 401k i get two weeks vacation a year like i don't need to go work for you know mr freeze who's gonna you know freeze my legs off if i do something wrong you know know, this is another reason i don't care about batman i love (laughs) thank you thank you layla thank you i just got a batman tattoo thank you very much every episode Every episode, Batman, Batman. I love Batman. Batman. What do you want from me? I know. I know. I saw the movie as a young child and it forever altered me to now I as you have my, uh, asked my wife, it traumatized me to now I have an unhealthy obsession with Batman. It traumatized you? I don't know. That's what she says. I oh, thought it was awesome. Well, I, I, my boy. my my earliest childhood memory is uh 1989 at the drive-in with my dad seeing the Michael Keaton movie. I was like four. Aww. It was awesome. That's well, pretty that cool. That stuck with you. That's great. Yeah, I just got. I can't really see it, but I got <gasps> oh my god! Wow, it's in the process. Wow. It's not. It's not done yet, but <laughs> wow! Everybody, Brian got a face tattoo with. <laughs> with I did uh, the Batman symbol on his forehead. It's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, you're not far from That's that close. description. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me that every time you take off your shirt, no matter where you're at, when the tattoo's finished, you just go, whoever's there, whenever you have an audience, you go, I'm Batman. Every time. No, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell shirt them. Off I don't want so you. That they can see the tattoo. I want you to tell your friends about me. I'm Batman. Just, no, it, you got to make it weird. You have to make it weird. Like you're at the gym, you're changing. And then some guys like looking at your tattoo, just make uncomfortable <laughs> eye contact with them and go, I'm Batman. I will. That's all you have to say, just like that, and then who knows where it'll go from there. I'll I'll do it. We need to we need to get it on video though. No, then you'll get canceled. Uh, Yeah, true. Someone will be very offended by me having a Batman tattoo. (laughs) I think of you just not like blinking and staring into the camera, going, "I'm Batman." Yeah, actually, maybe you just didn't harass people in in the first place. This is all a bad idea. This is. This is all Tad's influence, Terrible. by the way. Yeah. 
Cancel Don't tad. listen to me. Everything is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tad? What uh, what are you reading? Okay, so I, this is this is this has been a long time coming. Uh, so I'm a big Ivan Brandon fan. He uh, he normally use. I don't know if they're still working. I think they probably occasionally collaborate, but he works with the amazing Nick Klein, who's like doing Thor and stuff right now. But anyways, uh, Ivan was actually in the studio years ago, and I had met him because we just happened to be at the little table eating lunch together. And he was like, oh, yeah, uh, they just got done doing like I think it's Vikings for image or something like that. And I just loved that pro- book like artistically. It was just it was such an accomplishment. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, Nick and I are doing a new book. You want to see some of the, the first few pages? And he showed me the first few pages. And I was like, I'm going to I can't wait to read this. And of course, I forgot about it. And so years and years later, I finally remembered it. Uh, and I found a used copy of it because I'm cheap as fuck. <laughs> Uh, and I bought a uh, volume one of Drifter and cool. it's, oh, that looks very, cool. it's very cool. It's very, you know, futuristic. I'm about halfway through the volume one. So I'm like a couple issues in and, um, it's just gorgeous. You know, I guess that's, I mean, the story's great, but I'm going to be honest. I'm an art, you know, as an artist, I'm attracted to the shinies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's just the arts just, I mean, it's just beautiful like some of the elements and stuff they do yeah so uh i'm i'm slowly pouring over every page trying to figure out like how how is nick doing this and i still can't figure it out because the guy's you know levels beyond what i can hope to even achieve at this point (laughs) he's so good yeah so uh i've been reading that i don't have a ton of time i've been on deadline um the last probably like the last week or so um just trying to knock stuff out before the holidays i thought you were gonna say the last 15 years or so well i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no i i just i took on a bunch of extra work uh uh, because it was available and who knows what the future brings so Mm -hmm. i was like let's do it so i mean i'm kind of in your boat right now uh Mm -hmm. where it's just rise and grind yeah. yeah yeah but uh yeah no it's it's good so it's kind of a nice little break here at lunch i'll i'll read it get through a few pages and then uh get back to work it's kind of i don't know i find it's nice to read things that like uh in the middle of the day kind of keeps me motivated to keep you know we're like ooh, that guy drew the hell out of that all right let's go back and see what we can do <laughs> nice yeah but yeah that's pretty much all i uh that's all I've been up to nice. reading wise. Not too much. Yeah. I got a stack of books. I got, I'm trying to get through though. Oh yeah. You and me both, man. You and me both. Yeah. I still haven't gone through the stack I bought when I was up there. So <laughs> in April. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've been, uh, we backed a ton of Kickstarters yeah. during the pandemic and it seems like they're all like getting showing up now. So cool. Yeah, which I, I kind of like that because they're unique projects and a little bit different. You don't really know what you're going to be getting. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're like ho-hum. Sometimes they say it's a comic book and it's not. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> That's all. We got, bur- we got burned on a couple of those. There was a couple where we're like, wow, this comic looks great. And then you realize they're just advertising like their pinups and cover oh, art. Okay. And then there's no narrative at all. And you're like, why, why would you do this, man? Like, that's yeah. not a comic. Yeah. So storytelling. But 
that's all right. You still got to, you know, support the Indies. That's right. Good for yeah. you. Well, I should probably go. Yes. Abrupt. No, that's perfect. I'm, I'm just about to, t- I'm taking us home. Right. Take us right. home. Let's ready? wrap it up. I'll all let right. you do that. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> And Tiger Cubs who are out there listening, you don't be sorry either because if you want to find anything Blue Tiger related or for our webcomic Operation Blue, there's only one place that you can do that at. And that is at our Substack page. And that is bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. And you can find everything Blue Tiger related there. <laughs> you can also find, uh, if you want to send us an email, it's bluetigerrevenge at substack.com. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, share with your friends, your family. Um, if you have anyone in your life that you hate and you just want to punish them, make sure that you share that with share it with them. Um, and you know, send us an email if you want us to do a special episode, like just bagging on a family member. We'll do it. <laughs> Pleasure. Uh, we'll even bring Layla back in because she can be really mean sometimes. Uh, the meanest. <laughs> so mean. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let them suffer through my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, finally, uh want to thank you, Layla, for coming on the show again. And, uh, you know, where can folks find you and where can they find uh, your latest uh, book that you have out? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me again. It's always a delight to talk to you too. So thank you. Um, You can find me by Googling my name, Layla Del Duca. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Layla Del Duca. On Instagram, I'm Layla Del Duck. And my website is LaylaDelDuca.net. And you can find any of my books at your local comic book shop. Or if you want to support evil, you can order from Amazon always. I'm also one of those people who sometimes supports evil. We, we all are. We all yeah, are. Yeah, we all are. You know. Um, but yeah, basically anywhere you, you can Google me pretty easily. I'm. Uh, yeah. And we'll have links. We'll put links to your to your stuff. Basically, in the, in the that's show. the nice way of saying she's famous. Okay, folks. Yes, yeah, that's right. She's a big oh my deal. god. She's, right. she's got all that right. verified <laughs> check mark on her on her page. So, Does, do you really? I think on I think maybe on Twitter, but not Instagram yeah. or like one of the other. Oh, you're legit. Yeah, oh, that's famous. God. Yep, gross. Oh, Don't that's say right. that. No, gross. <laughs> that's right. I'm waiting for the TikTok to drop, but uh... oh, never. You'll <laughs> <laughs> have to drive me kicking and screaming to TikTok. There you go. Uh, <laughs> my wife's on it. She loves it. Oh, good. Well, good for know. the people who love it, I suppose. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? All out of milk, my friend. Bone dry. Well, if that's the case, what time is it? Hit the music.